Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. And today's conversation is a doozy. We are learning how to become our own banker with Jim Oliver. Now, Jim is the founder of the wealth coaching company, Create Tailwind. Jim founded Create Tailwind in 1988 in Denver, Colorado as a traditional financial planning uh, firm. But after weathering two major corrections on Wall Street, Jim and his team pivoted the company's focus to building wealth beyond Wall Street. With this advantage, Create Tailwind exploded to become a multi-location, nationally recognized firm that has helped thousands of individuals and businesses around the United States create their own wealth and be their own bank. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode with Jim Oliver. Well, welcome, Jim, to the Rise Up For You podcast. We are so excited to have you today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's dive right in. So we always love our guests to share with our audience who you are and what you do. I'm uh, Jim Oliver, and I teach people how to become their own banker and to grow wealth beyond Wall Street by taking over the banking function in their lives and to create Tailwind, which you see in the background, Create Tailwind. Create Tailwind is your company. That's awesome. I love that name. That's terrific. So, well, let's dive into that, become your own banker. So how do we do that? Well, first we have to understand how banks make money and why we would want to be our own banker, right? What's the problem? Well, the problem is that the average person spends about 34 and a half cents of every dollar that they earn net, so that's after tax, in interest. Now, obviously, I'm not um, interest rate, but volume of interest. And it's kind of like this. Let's say that I'm that and it's the volume that matters, not the rate. OK, because we're always being quoted interest rates. Well, what my, what, what's my interest rate going to be? Mm-hmm. But if let's think of it like a mortgage, right? If we paid a mortgage for 30 years, about half of what we pay in goes to the bank's benefit and about half goes to our benefit. Right. Because we're paying double basically for the house. Right. right with right. the interest. So let me ask you a question. If you earn a dollar. And you have to give somebody else 50, 50% of that. Do you care what your interest rate is? No. <laughs> no, you just care that you have to give them half your money, <laughs> right, right? Right. So that's what we really need to focus on is that's where the 34 and a half cents of every dollar that you earn comes from. And we have to change that or we're doomed, mm. you know, because we can try to make enough money in Wall Street to offset that. But it's such a strong financial headwind that most people can never get ahead. And, you know, you can just make more money or slow down the flow of the money away from you. But what becoming your own banker does is it puts you in the driver's seat and puts you in control. And I I love your website and I love your concept of your podcast because that's how you rise up is Mm -hmm. you take over, take control of the banking function in your life. And you make money on the banking function instead of somebody else. 
Okay, so how do we do that exactly? Okay, <laughs> so now that we understand the problem, we think, okay, how do banks make money? Because if we're going to, you know, so what I'm advocating is that you do whatever you do for a living, and then you're also in the banking business. So how do banks make money? Is um, a bank get somebody to deposit money in their bank, right? Mm-hmm. And they turn that liability, which when you deposit money into the bank, it's a liability for the bank. And they turn it into an asset by loaning it out. Okay. Now, here's an example of Bank of America in 2016. They were charging the borrowers an average of 5.2%. And they were paying depositors 0.2%. So as your business owner listeners know, the way to figure out profit margin is we divide our cost into our profit. And you'll see that $20, like say, let's say that, let's use an example of $10,000, okay? Mm-hmm. That means 0.2, we're going to get $20 of interest over the next year. Hardly anything to get excited about. Right. The bank's going to get 520 Now our consumer brain says, well, the bank made $500 more than me, no big deal. Until we figure out that that's 2,600% because 20 goes into 520, 520, 26 times. So if you could have a profit margin in your business listeners of 2,600%, would that be a good thing or a bad thing? I think that would be a good thing. (laughs) Okay. So now that we know that's what banks do, by the way, again, those are bank of America's numbers on their interest bearing deposits. They paid us 0.2% and they, they, and they charged us 5.2%. Okay. As average. And when I say us, the consumer. And so, we have to have a money pool because the bank gets deposits from somebody else. But if we have money that is sitting in accounts that maybe aren't really benefiting us, mm-hmm. that we're not really using or utilizing, or maybe we're going to think that we're going to wait 20, 30, 40 years to utilize, let's utilize those things now and let's recapture the interest that was going to leak out to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting in the audience and saying, well, I pay cash for everything. Well, then you have lost opportunity cost because you that money could have earned you interest or investment returns somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So in essence, we, we finance every single thing that we buy, either giving up interest or paying interest. Okay. So we build this money pool that we can collateralize 100% at negotiated rates. We determine the payback schedule. We don't even have to tell the financial institution what the money's for. So there's no application. Now we get to go use the financial institution's money to go make money or save money, which if we save money, we're really making money, while our money grows in there tax-free. Sounds pretty good so far, right? Sounds pretty good, right. (laughs) So you will create so much more wealth by recapturing lost opportunity costs and interest then putting your money in the stock market like most people do, mm-hmm. which is passive, and they're putting it in an account and they're paying a broker, what I like to call a money babysitter, mm-hmm. 1% or so, right? And, you know, they're, hey, they're the, they're the best babysitter in the world. So, of course, they're compensated well, right? right? right. But what does that do to your accumulation over 20, 30, 40 years? It hurts it immensely. Right. We're kind of just told, I guess, if we make 8 to 10%, we're doing pretty well, right? Yeah. But 
by the way, when they tell you that eight to 10%, that's an average, not actual rate of return. Mm, yeah. So let me give you a quick example of that. Here's, this is kind of a fun one. It, it's not fun the end, but <laughs> it's, so let's say we had a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars and we're going to just go out four years. The first year we get a hundred percent return on our money. So now we have $200,000, right? Right. The next year we lose 50% back to a hundred. The next year we gain a hundred percent again, we're back to 200. And the final year we lose a hundred percent or we lose 50% of our money. We're back to a hundred thousand. Okay. Our actual rate of return is zero, but our average rate of return is 25%. 25%. Because we went up 200, we went up a hundred percent twice and we went down 50% twice. That's a hundred. So we gained a hundred percent there as far as our return, right? Divided by four years, our statement would say our average rate of return was 25% and we gained nothing. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of noise out there. A lot of noise. That we're making money. And have you ever felt like this? Like, say, with your four hundred one k. Gosh, this thing's only growing by the amount of money that I'm putting in there. Right. I I know a lot of people in the audience have felt that way. Absolutely. So if you know what's happening, you'll know what to do. So we have to take over the banking function, and we have to take control of our money. And I advocate that you rise up and you buy assets, not instruments, whether that's real estate or businesses or franchises, you know, what focus, where's your heart, where's your passion, invest in what you know, Mm. but it's a participatory sport. You got to get, you got to get in the mud with everybody, right? Right. You got to learn, you got to educate yourself. Yeah. Cause sometimes you hear like, Oh, Gold's up by gold or by this, or, you know, you, you think, oh, that's really, that sounds good. That sounds, and you, you, people sometimes are just throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? Like thinking, oh, everyone else is doing this. I should do this. Or the media is saying, this is the big new thing. Let's do this. So, uh, so it's, I'm hearing you say that the, the tried and true places, it sounds like real estate. Yep. Okay. Businesses, you know, because. Excuse me. Think um, think of it this way. When you think of a business, a business has a purpose. You probably have an expertise. You know, as we go through time, we have interests and we then we develop expertise because we educate ourselves and we we find out what we're really have a passion for. Mm-hmm. Well, if you could go and you could invest mm-hmm. in your passion. Right. And you could make money that way. That would make a lot more sense because you know what you're doing rather than giving money to somebody and hoping that they know what they're doing and Mm -hmm. hoping that they're going to grow your money just like you would do if you had their expertise. But you know what? Hope's not a strategy. (laughs) We're not a very good one. Right, right. right. Absolutely. It's about, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really about educating yourself because it's a, it's a, like you said, a lot of noise, a lot of, uh, options, opportunities, possibility, right? But it's what's yeah. what calls to you, right? What is like you said, the passion, and and what is uh, not only do you know, but you're passionate about. I think is uh, is the the best way to go about it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the richest man in Babylon. One of the things that the that the author says to be, you know, when he talks about the wealth secrets of the richest man in Babylon is invest in what you know. Right. Well, it makes sense. It's common sense, really, but we're not taught to do that. 
And it's kind of like you said, is how many times have you thought, gosh, this doesn't seem like the right thing to do with my money, but everybody else is doing it. So if we're all going down, we're all going down together. <laughs> right. Right. right? <laughs> that you know, that, that didn't work well on the Titanic and that, didn't, <laughs> that doesn't work well with your money. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I think it's, I think money is something that, I mean, people are afraid to look at too sometimes, right? We don't want to it be is. told we can't spend what we want to spend or do what we want to do. We want the freedom, but yet we want to have security too. So where, how do you balance those two things, right? Well, what you do is you, you got to know how money works, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, my 21-year-old daughter, she would always tell me, um, all you talk about is money. And I would explain the reason being is money gives you choices. Choices give you freedom. And I'm all about freedom, financial freedom. And um, the, what you have to do is look at what other people have done and how people have really made money. And if you look at whatever part of the country you're in, if you, if you'll, you'll be able to figure it out. In whatever industry you're in, you'll be able to figure it out. Real estate is just one easy one because there so many people have made so many fortunes in real estate. Mm-hmm. But real estate is a wide sector. You could do storage. You can do uh, mobile home parks. You mm-hmm. can do single family, multifamily, commercial. You can do all of these different things that are real estate plays. Right. I mean, right. heck, you could syndicate. You could wholesale. You could. I mean, I could go on and on and on. So, but how do you learn how to do those things? You start educating yourself. And I'm not advocating that you give somebody else your money. I'm talking about you taking control of your money with a coach. Mm. Now, we all know everybody needs a coach. Absolutely. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And this is no different. You have to have a coach that knows what to do to take you through a system to teach you how to do it. But once you know... And you have that coach that's going to be there to reinforce you. And yeah, you're going to make mistakes. And yeah, you're going to get some bloody noses, but that's normal. That's life. Right. 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 But that's, that's, I think that's the key. Confidence is built through coaching. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. Like I said, for me, um, there's so much mixed messages out there. And I think a lot, that's why so many people are just confused about it. Right. And let's just go to the big banks and, give them our money and we pay our bills and, but we don't often even think about the fees and all these other things that come out. I was shocked when you said 30, was it four cents on a dollar? Yeah. Crazy. You just don't think about it. Well, think about this too. When you go get a mortgage, the bank is telling you, Hey, um, I think that, uh, I can give you this five year or the seven year adjustable rate mortgage. Right now it's on a 30 year amortization, right? And so why does the bank do that? And everybody says, well, they do that so they can raise your rate. Okay, but but by the way, banks make more money in a lower rate environment than they do a higher higher rate environment because their cost of money is cheaper, right? Mm. But what they do is they don't they, they they'd be happy to raise your interest rate, but they'll lower it even because why? They want to start that amortization over again. Because just like that 30-year mortgage that I told, talked about, the first five years of that mortgage, more than 80% of the benefit goes to the bank and only 20% or less goes to you. Right. <laughs> so if I could start that over every five years and I'm the bank, oh, that's a bingo. Yeah, tricky. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. They got it down, don't they? <laughs> it, they, they the <laughs> banking is the most profitable business in the world, and it's the most important business in the world. So if somebody's going to be the banker in your life, it might as well be you. Right. Absolutely. Well, what does that look like on a practical level? Okay. So you build this money pool. Okay. Right. And it, it could take over time or you could transfer assets from maybe underperforming funds or, you know, things. It's, it's really, again, this is participatory. So everybody has a different story on how they build their, their money pool. And then instead of going to the bank to finance that next car you buy or paying cash and having lost opportunity cost, you use that money pool, you collateralize it and you pay yourself back to that money pool, the interest that you would have paid the finance company. Now doing that over time gives you more and more and more and ever increasing a pool of money to use. So maybe you start off using it for your cars, then you start to use it for your vacations, then your home improvement projects, your taxes, and then pretty soon you're using it to buy real estate and to buy businesses. And when that real estate and those businesses cash flow, you're not going to put it in somebody else's bank. You're going to put it back in your bank. Mm. And so it's a process that you have to learn. Right. And, and that's what we do at Create Tailwind is we teach you how to become your own banker. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just, the concept still seems a little foreign to me, but I'm, I'm getting it and understanding why we need to look at this in a completely different way. Like you're sharing. It's a paradigm shift. It sure is. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's kind of like it's kind of like if you if if you could stand in that reassuring line line that I told you about, right? Mm -hmm. That's the hey, everybody's doing this, so if we're all going down, we're going down together. <laughs> and by the way, that line is long, right? But if you want to get over in the line that's the inconvenient truth, mm -hmm. which is this is what banks are doing. This yeah. is what they're doing with your money. Yeah. And you know what? You have money deposited at one bank and loaned from another bank. In reality. There's only one banking system in the world, and, and in reality, they're earning that 2,600% with your money from you because you're, you're letting them use their money to go make money, and you're paying them as the borrower. Right. Now, right. we would never do that if we understood that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about how you at Create Tailwind uh, is it through coaching? Is it through just teaching people this paradigm shift, basically? Yeah. So what we do is we set up the financial account. Okay. okay? So we set up the financial account and we coach you and we um, do all of your promissory notes, all of those documents that you need to make it legitimate. And we, you know, we, we just teach you this whole process from soup to nuts. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. That's uh. I mean, like, like we said, it's, it's a new way of thinking. It's a new paradigm shift, but it sounds like it needs to be the wave of the future. Yeah. yeah I mean, and you know, I know that, uh, I, you know, looking at your audience and thinking again about rising up, mm. how do you separate yourself from the herd? Right. Right. And this is one way. This is just one way. I mean, you got a lot of cool stuff like mindset and the coaching stuff and, you're going to separate yourself that way, Absolutely. but you need to separate yourself with money too. Yeah. And once you have that abundance mindset, which is different than most people, because most people have a scarcity mindset, totally. then you got to think abund financial abundance. Well, the only way to do that is to copy the people that are getting the highest profit margin 
possible, and that's the banks. Yeah. That's why we need to take it over. Absolutely. We got it. <laughs> we need we to be to. our own banker. Well, I love be that. Our own banker. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing that and uh, a total eye opener for me and I'm sure for a lot of our audience as well because like, you know, we said earlier, money is a is a is a tough conversation. Some people won't want to put their head in the sand about it and you know, but it, it needs to be brought up. We need to be educated. We need to see that there's alternatives and to uh, to make those shifts that make sense for us. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fantastic. Well, let's move on to our power questions, which All we right. love to ask our guests. Okay, so the first one is, uh, what uh, is one book that maybe has had a massive impact on you? You know, I love The Go-Giver. Um, uh, is, you know, Bob Berg and The Go-Giver, The Five Stratospheric Laws of Success, I mean, it's just, to me, that's a great book. If anybody hasn't read that book, I highly recommend it. Fantastic. Yeah, great book. Okay, how about one quote that you live by? You know, the way that I heard this 30 years ago is not the way I say it. I say it now, adversity introduces a person to themselves, right? It Mm. used to be adversity introduces a man to himself. Why does it have to be a man? I mean, everybody, adversity introduces a person to themselves. Mm. And what I mean by that is is those ad, those those adverse times are what builds character and that is who you are and so sometimes when we have adversity we kind of run from it or we dread it but we really should embrace it that it's we're going to be stronger on the other side of it yeah absolutely i would say there's no failure it's just research it's just That's research right, right? Yeah. it's like we just got to look at it like a learning experience build that that strength and resilience and, and keep going because that's what does, uh, does create the courage and creates the, um, yeah, the forward movement, right? So. Yeah, I always say you're winning or you're learning. Yep, absolutely. Love that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, if you could leave the world with one final message, your golden nugget, what would it be? You can do it. Like yeah. whatever it is, you can do it. Yep. That, that There's no doubt. Anything that you want, you can have. Anything that you, you just have to figure out what you want. Cause that's the sad thing is most people don't ever figure out what they want. Absolutely. I mean, figure it, you know, figure it out. I mean, I, you know, that's, that's what I would say is you can do it. Yeah. Just figure out what you want and then find out somebody else that has it develop, find out what they did and develop it plan even better than theirs. Yeah, absolutely. Get it faster. Yeah. Love that. That's fantastic. Well, how can we uh, stay connected to you? Well, you can go to create tailwind.com. And uh, we have free coaching sessions on there. We have a lot of great free resources. Um, We have a podcast called Breakaway Wealth. And it's about how to be, it's wealth strategies of the rebellious (laughs) and the unconventional, as you can tell. (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) And uh, so that's how you can get in touch with us. Um, um, So we're all here. We're definitely go-givers, is we're here to serve. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Okay, final question. And you may have already answered this, but as you know, we're Rise Up for you. So when you hear that term, what does it mean to you? You know, I think Rise Up is step up to the plate. Mm. You know, step up and get into the game. This is a participatory sport. Your life is a participatory sport. That means everything. You got to get up to the plate and not be afraid of that ball hitting you in the head. Because you know, it will. It sooner will. Or later. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. That was terrific. And thank you for uh, giving us all a lot to think about. Yeah. Really, thank really. Thank you for interesting. having me. It was 
It's been great. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.